Hey guys, it's Jessica here, and welcome to the very first episode of the Do Podcast. Oh wait, Podcast Do. Yeah, that's how I named it like ten minutes ago, and I'm sticking to it. So you could probably tell like how spontaneous this whole podcast、um, launch was. I've always wanted to, you know, open up my own podcast because,、um, you know, I love listening to different podcasts, and it's why I also listen to every morning or every night before I go to bed. Now, podcast just became a thing, like a very mainstream thing, where everyone else—well, not everyone else, but a lot of those big celebrities do. And I feel like I'll need a whole professional gears and actually dedicate my everything into it to make it actually happen. But you know what? No, you know, let's try to start this、um, more lightly, where I don't feel any burden like I do with the other stuff with my life. Literally, I was about to go to bed, but. Um, I don't feel like sleeping. I'm unable to sleep very well nowadays, actually. Yeah, so I thought I would just spontaneously film. Oh wait, film is not the right word. Record <laughs> my very first episode. So here I am. And yep. First of all, I would like to welcome you guys in this podcast. <laughs> Um, the reason why I named it the podcast do is because I did want my name to be in there, which is Jessica. But I already do have a YouTube channel named Jessica Lee, where I post content not only about my life but、um, more on those topics that are specifically tailored to. My audience, which are Filipinos, so on my YouTube channel, I actually think a lot on every content I try to make. The Jessica on my channel, Jessica Lee, is still me, but I thought it's the thinking part of me, you know, where I'm、uh, more serious, I guess. <laughs> Where I actually go through、um, this whole process of thinking before I actually put on a video on the channel. A more、um, formal Jessica would be the me in my main channel, Jessica Lee. So I didn't want that part of Jessica to be here in my podcast because, as I've mentioned, I'm starting this without any burden. It's more like a verbal journal. Almost, I think, because I love talking. I love talking to myself. Do you guys do that too? You know, just like out of nowhere, talk to yourself. I think I got to talk to myself even more often、uh, since the time I started living alone. Yeah, and maybe I should make an episode, like a full episode, on me living alone. You know what it's like to living alone,、uh, especially in Seoul. Going back to the topic. Oh my God, this is already going so 
kind of getting nowhere. You know, I don't know how to do this, but okay, please bear with me, guys. Please bear with me. So the reason why I named it Dew is because Dew is actually still my name. Ta-da! Uh, fun fact: my Korean name Yiser or Lee Sul in English, yeah, in English, I guess pronunciation. It actually means Dew or you know Dew Drops. Um, so I remember when I first made my YouTube channel, I named it Jessica Dew, which I changed not so long after I started the channel. The requirements were I wanted my name to be in there, but I didn't want the name Jessica to be in there because uh, that's a name I use for my main channel, which is more formal. Um, so Dew it is. I just added the word podcast, you know, because you know if it's just do, yeah, it's too simple, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, let's get actually started with the talking part, you know. So for my very first episode, I wanted to talk about who who I am. I don't have any professional gears for this, as I mentioned. Yeah, and I'm filming. Okay, not filming. Okay, stop, stop, YouTuber Jessica, stop. I'm recording this at my house, and I live right by a big, a huge car road. So there might be, not might be, there will be some noises. I'm so sorry about that. So to talk about who I am, <laughs> wow, this is, this feels very new. But you know what, guys? I'm, I, I promise, this is going to get better. My name is Jessica, and I'm a Korean. I was born in Korea in the year of 2001, 10th of February. I grew up in Korea until I was nine years old, and I moved to the Philippines uh, when I turned 10 permanently. But I first went there when I was nine to study English, and that's basically start of this title that I have, Korean with a Filipino heart because the Philippines became a huge part of my identity since then, since I was a child. The time when you are a child is when you get affected uh, by those different environments around you, different people around you the most, you know, which is what forms the adult you. So I graduated my elementary school in this city called Bacolod in the Philippines. And by the year of 2014, I came back to Korea, just like what I do every year during my summer vacation. And this is where the very first life turning point happens, as far as I remember. Well, going to the Philippines in the first place was a huge life turning point. Oh, well, I mean, there were several life turning points in my life, you know. Even while I was staying in Korea, I went to three or four different schools, you know. I changed my school every year, so I always had to adapt a new environment very quickly. So that is just something that's deeply rooted in me, you know, adapting to a new environment quickly. Going back to 2014, when I came back to Korea during my summer vacation, I got this urge by the end of uh, sixth grade that I wanted to 
become a celebrity. You know, like those actresses and actors in the movie, in dramas. I was so inspired, and I was a fan of the K-pop group, the legendary K-pop group Twenty One. By the time my dad was a huge fan of Twenty One, and he is the one who got me into Twenty One as well. And Twenty One was a K-pop idol. I mean, is a K-pop idol. But the image of K-pop idol I had in my head was yes, Twenty One, but also Girls Generation. And Girls Generation was very famous for their song G, like that goes like G G G G baby baby, and they were very famous for their clean legs, very clean legs, and being an Earth child. A down-to-earth child, I had lots of scars on my legs, and living in the Philippines, who loves to swim, I was very dark. And girls' generation just had very fair legs. On top of that, I wasn't a good singer. I wasn't a good dancer. I mean, I never tried dancing. I never tried singing in my life. I never had any interest in those. So I knew that K-pop wasn't one of the routes for me to become a celebrity. So I wanted to become an actress, and I went to this acting school, acting academy in Korea. And I was supposed to be there for two months only, because that was how long my summer vacation was. But then the head of that acting academy goes like, "I mean, if you." Want to become a celebrity? I do know this producer who's working at an entertainment company. So I was like, "Wow, cool!" Okay, and this time I was thirteen years old, guys. Okay, thirteen years old. And he sent my photos over to the producer, and those photos were like、uh, photos of me swimming、um, in the beach, in the beach in the Philippines. <laughs> like you know, just jumping shots. And after he looked through the photos, he was like, "Okay, let's have a meeting." So I had a meeting、uh, with him in the acting academy, and he was actually looking for one of the trainees for his company, like K-pop idol trainee. And he kind of convinced me that if you want to become an actress, it's easier for you to become a K-pop idol first. Then change your route to acting, because that was what many K-pop idols were doing. So I said, "Okay, if that's a better way to chase my dreams or pursue my dreams." So that's how I suddenly got into the K-pop idol industry. Of course, I went through all. You know the training process, the audition process, and maybe I could talk about this in another episode more specifically. But fast forward, I became a K-pop trainee while my family was going back to the Philippines. I stayed in Korea. I did that for a year and a half. I went back to the Philippines to go to school, but I was still a trainee actually. But I was going back and forth, Korea and the Philippines. And I was、uh, still practicing in the Philippines by myself. I was always sent with those dance or singing、uh, files, so I could practice by myself. But eventually, I went back to Korea f- 
for my K-pop idol debut in 2016. And I did debut, although I ended up quitting in three months or so. Three months, that's quite short. But um, And I had my reasons. I was mentally not sane, most importantly. I was emotionally going through a turmoil. I was physically very frustrated. So I quit and I went back to the Philippines in 2017. I went to a school there and it was a different school by the way, not the usual school I was going to. Again, you know, I kept going back and forth, Korea and the Philippines. Within Korea, I was in several different environments and the same goes in the Philippines. That was the time when I was in grade 9 and towards the end of uh, my ninth year in high school, Oh wait, not my ninth year, my first year in high school, yes, so grade 9. I got this message from uh, one of the biggest broadcasting companies in Korea. They were casting me on this show called Idol School, which was a pretty big show. And I've made content about it as well on my YouTube channel. So I was like, wow, why not give a last try? to pursuing my dream as a K-pop idol. So yeah, I went back to the K-pop industry basically. But that only lasted for about, um, I guess a total of five months. That show, I was knocked down, <laughs> like KO. Uh, very, very culture shocked um, in my own country, in that very own K-pop industry. Uh, there were many reasons behind it, but since this is an introduction, I won't talk too deeply about it. But to summarize, again, physically, mentally, emotionally, it was just not bearable. So I quit and I came back to the Philippines to continue my school. And that was towards the end of 2017. And when I came back to the Philippines, of course, I went to school, but I wanted to try something new. You know, I wanted to get attention from people because that's what I was trying to do for the past three years. <laughs> yeah, I'm an attention seeker, guys. Yeah, I'm an attention seeker. So, and YouTube was a thing already by then. So I was like, let's start a YouTube channel. And that's how I started my main channel, Jessica Lee. I started to share my experiences in the K-pop industry on my channel. I also made lots of different content about my life in the Philippines since I was a student going to a school in the Philippines. Oh, I also got into the modeling industry in the Philippines, which I also made a video on on my main channel. Yeah, I started to try different things in the year of 2018. 17 to 2018, yeah. But by 2019, you know, just like every other high school student, I began to worry about my future. Like, okay, now I am in 11th grade, and what do I do after high school? I mean, some of my friends are taking the SATs and preparing for college exams and all that. Some of my friends have no idea what they're going to do. Some of my friends are planning to get a job right after college. And what do I do? I was still doing my YouTube channel 
because it was just, you know, it already became a part of me by then, you know, filming, making content, communicating with my viewers. But at the same time, I also thought that I needed to do something. So that was a time when I would say I was living the busiest time as a student. I started preparing for the SAT and TOEFL, and I was like a class rep, class um, mayor, and a part of the student council. And I was pushing for this um, class project, a year-long class project to raise funds for our school trip. At the same time, I was doing YouTube, and I was still kind of doing my modeling gigs. So I was very busy in 2019. And in the same year, I also went to San Francisco um, to do an exchange student program, which was a lot of fun. Um, I learned a lot at the same time. Then I also traveled around Europe during my class trip. So basically, I did lots of different things in 2019. By 2020, I got exhausted. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't really want to go to college right after school. Yeah. But I want to do something else. I want to spend my gap year meaningfully. So I began to search for what I could do during my gap year. And it was joining this voluntary service program um, at an NGO in Germany. The voluntary service program centered on education. And I was very interested in education, actually. Because coming from the background of attending so many different kinds of schools, you know, from the most traditional schools in Korea, private schools in Korea, private schools in the Philippines, um, international schools, I kind of got to grow this passion for education. So... Yeah, I wanted to do something in that field. That's why I wanted to join the voluntary service program in Germany. And I was planning to go to this university that I also was, um, I was looking forward to go to after the voluntary service program. So, yeah, I stopped, you know, preparing for the SATs or looking for college or universities that I should, you know, apply to. And I focused on my grade 12 student life, where I also organized this very meaningful project, I would say, at a local village in the Philippines, where I painted, not me, where I and my volunteers painted a very long, like a 40 meter long mural on the border wall of that local village. And I was resting from YouTube by this time, by the way. Yep. Because, you know, it was very overwhelming. I had lots of high school dramas by then in grade 12. <laughs> Which I would also love to talk about in future episodes, guys. Yeah. You know, life is full of dramas. Yeah. And everything, every single part of it is worth sharing, I think. Because there will always be an element of truth, an element of connection um, that you can all sympathize with at the end of the day. And then 
I did graduate by twenty twenty March, which is also the time when the pandemic started. Da da. <laughs> wow, I still vividly remember how it happened and how I felt like.、Um, It was hectic, actually, because in the beginning of 2020,、uh, there was a volcano eruption、uh, near the city I was living in, the Philippines. So there was an ash fall where I had to evacuate to a faraway city because we couldn't breathe. We literally couldn't breathe because of the ash fall, and I was getting allergies. So you know, schools were suspended actually, and we had to. Our family had to evacuate for I think almost two weeks, as far as I remember. And right after that, the pandemic、uh, kind of started in China and Korea as well. You know, Korea was one of the first countries that were、um, hit by the pandemic. So my families and friends in Korea were telling me, like, "Oh my God! Like, good thing that you're in the Philippines because Korea is crazy right now. Like, yeah, don't come to Korea anytime soon." So I was like, "Oh my God! I mean, I hope you are well." But, <laughs> like, the end of February of 2020, my city went on a full-on lockdown. It was called the ECQ Enhanced Community Quarantine. Where I couldn't go out at all. <laughs> yeah, and you know it was crazy. And of course, like everyone else, I thought this was going to go away very soon. So we, you know, went on with our plan to go back to Korea by the end of March, just like our family's yearly pattern. You know, going back to Korea after summer vacation started. And things got even worse. The pandemic. Oh God, yeah. And I was very lost because you know I was you know about to join this voluntary service program to spend my gap year in there. And I was like, oh my God, if this pandemic thing prolongs, I mean, it wasn't even called a pandemic by that time. It was like called, you know, it was just called like you know COVID. I think like Corona. Yeah, Corona. So. Yeah, this Corona thing will go away soon, so、um, maybe you know I don't have to worry about it that much. I think,、uh, but yeah, that was just、uh, wrong. Yeah, it did not go in that way. It led to a point where my voluntary service program got canceled, and I was very lost. Like, oh my god, what do I do now? So I began to. Start my YouTube channel、uh, more seriously because, as I said, it was something that I really loved doing, and also I did not really have other options. And thankfully,、um, a lot of people were able to、uh, enjoy those content I put up there, and that's how I started my life as a full-time YouTuber with my main channel, Jessica Lee.、Um, The time, the month when I, you know, actually, you know, began to consider myself as a full-time YouTuber, was probably around、um, August. Yeah, when I realized that I can't be going to Germany, I can't be doing anything else.
you know, because I still had hopes by August that I could be traveling for um, my gap year plans. Uh, but yeah, not saying that I was sad. Oh, well, to be honest, I was very sad, but I was still very grateful that I still had something to uh, do, which was YouTube. Um, by the end of 2020, I moved out and I began to live with my dear friend, Sylvia. Um, she's a Korean, she's also a YouTuber. I met her through YouTube actually, but she became my family, yeah, as I started living with her. And my YouTube channel started to grow and grow because I really dedicate all my time and effort into doing YouTube. During that, I also tried to apply to universities in the Philippines because I did want to go to a university for school year 2021 to 2022. But sadly, I couldn't because I failed both of the schools that I applied to in the Philippines. And not gonna lie, it was... Uh, it made me sad, but everything happens for a reason, you know, so I had to accept uh, my fate. And at this point, I also couldn't see the end to that pandemic situation. So I just, you know, imagined myself staying in Korea for a longer while. So I moved out of my house with my roommate and I got a new house this year 2021 August and yeah I've been living alone for a little more than two months not gonna lie it's been very tough <laughs> literally just very 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 tough like I'm going through the down curve of my life right now. And I'm not gonna say that what triggered it was me starting to live alone. I wanna do that. I mean, I am doing that, but I'm not going to consciously admit it right here on Pakistan. Do, okay? Yeah. I am still living as a full time YouTuber since my plans to go to school, you know, those whole gap year plans and everything was ruined. Um, all I could do is just, you know, stay grateful that I am able to do something despite this whole pandemic situation. I am really, I'm genuinely grateful for that. I'm very, very grateful that we could do this, you know, because when you kind of trap yourself in a place where you close all the rooms for conversation just because... You know, you feel tired, frustrated, um, and I think you could fall into uh, a deep, deep rut, maybe, that could lead to depression and other mental illnesses. So I think it's very important that we try to stay connected no matter how hard it will be. And other than, you know, this virtual um, communication, a virtual connection, we also do need um, a physical, social life. So I think it's very sad how um, we can't, we're not in the place 
where we can do that so freely. But um, I hope, you know, I really hope that things will get better soon. You know, this is, I know it, this is everyone's wish. So yeah, guys, that was a very, uh, very much summarized um, life history of mine. Um, <laughs> how did you find that? I'd also like to ask you guys, how are you? I know you can't answer it right now because this is not like a call, but um, try to ask yourselves how you are and maybe answer yourself. Like engaging in a conversation with yourself, I think is very important for self-love and boosting self-confidence. Self-confidence is different from being arrogant, I think. You can be self-confident and humble at the same time. By the way, where I am right now, there's a sunrise happening. How I've been, maybe, I would like to say that it's been a tough time. A lot of you asked me, actually, um, how I keep my mental health during these times of uncertainty or this pandemic. So you guys are probably referring to Corona Blue, like how am I dealing with Corona Blue? And I actually thought that I was getting used to it, you know, this whole uncertainty situation. But I realized after I started living alone, or actually very recently, that I'm not used to it. <laughs> and I don't think I can get used to it because humans we seek for eternal connection, I think. And this feeling of disconnect, it's just, it can be very tough for many people. Although I do think that it could be resolved by striving to stay connected, even if it's virtual. You know how when you're going through a tough time, when you think that you are not well when you're going through the low curve of your life. Sometimes you begin to connect little things or little or big things that were happening in your life in a way that is very tragic. Um, like in my case, um, after I made the decision to move out and that very decision actually came from a goodwill, you know? I wanted to get more independent. I wanted to um, change my environment for a more fresh start for, for another new chapter, chapter of my life. But uh, once I moved out, I had lots of struggles in terms of work. So, you know, doing YouTube, my YouTube wasn't really doing well. I'm going to be frank. And I had lots of struggles as well in terms of um, dealing with the different kinds of relationships around me. I do think that sometimes life is really all about relationships, you know, dealing with people. And I was going through um, a fluctuation of feelings through forming uh, different yeah, forms and shapes of relationships with many people and 
at the end, actually, I was hurt. Yeah, I ended up getting hurt. And it was not the most pleasant feeling. You know, getting hurt in a relationship is not pleasant. <laughs> and it's not because, you know, like someone did something to me. Uh, you know, someone betrayed me or whatever. It wasn't like that. It was just that I'm a very relationship-driven person. And that also means that I depend on people a lot. It would take a while for me to actually trust a person. But once I you know, made up my mind to trust that person, I really, you know try to stay in close touch with those people but sometimes there are certain factors that stop you from uh, trusting the person who you decided to trust right that happened and i felt extremely extremely lost so you know i was asking help from other people in my life and i just had this doubt of like, what am I doing? Because it wasn't fixed. The feeling of confusion, the feeling of being lost wasn't fixed. And at the same time, my YouTube wasn't doing well. So it's like, you know, I feel like I am working hard every day, not only for work itself, but, you know, for the people around me. But I just felt like I was getting hurt and no matter how much I tried to work hard, um, it's not doing well. So I felt lost. So as I mentioned, I started to connect these things happening in my life. Uh, so it becomes a tragedy. Like, okay, so I moved out. And then this happened. And then because of this, I did this. And because of that, it led me to this. Which led me to now. Which is a state of an absolute confusion <laughs> out of nowhere. So yeah, it's just wrong. Everything just went wrong. This is a very bad example of rationalization, a rationalization uh, to justify um, your current mood, you know, like trying to prove that you're not well, but I don't know. I don't know to whom I am trying to prove this. Maybe I'm trying to prove it to myself. Myself has to prove it. Myself has to say, Oh yeah, Jessica, you're going through tough times in your life. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that we all seek for this affirmation, whether that be some words of affirmation where, you know, you're doing well. Yeah, you're doing well. Don't worry. Oh, I know how you feel. And when it comes to a point that there is no one, you feel like not many people are there to genuinely listen to that. You just end up talking to yourself. And that just comes off as a tragic rationalization, which can be very toxic. But I think it's very good that you know, you are still talking to yourself and you're trying to stay conscious of all these different thoughts coming to your mind. You know, how you have different selves 
in your mind. It's it's not just one self talking like, oh, I'm tired. There is this one self where, no, you're doing well. There's this other self where, well, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I feel like there's always the, you know, we all own all these different um, colors of emotions. How I like to phrase it is, there's this voice coming from my head, and there's the voice coming from my heart, and there's the voice coming from my mind. It may be unnecessary, but I don't know. I just do that. But at the same time, I've been, you know, still trying to hold myself, keep myself sane, by finding work that I can do, by actually forcing myself to do something. But it's not really like I'm literally forced. Like I don't want to do it, but I'm doing it. No, I am doing it out of my own will. But、um, there are some、uh, triggers that's a little more passive than active. But I am still trying to stay creative. I'd like to say, and yeah, that would be pretty much my life nowadays. I forgot to mention though, I am always grateful. For you know, just being able to talk like this, just being able to, you know, have this whole platform where I could address my thoughts. Although I don't know how many people are going to be listening to this, I'm very happy that this could maybe be one of the means to to connect. And the fact that, you know, I can eat what I want, the fact that I'm I'm healthy, and you know, just being able to face the light, you know, sense the light,、um, talk to you guys, get incredible amount of support from you guys. Um, support from my family and friends. I am very, very, very overwhelmingly grateful. I think this sense of gratitude is a highest form of thought. So it's something that we should keep in our minds all the time to keep us going and to let us stay humble in a way. So since it's almost time to, you know. Let this podcast come to an end. I would like to ask the question: What are you grateful for, or what are you thankful for today? If you're listening to this in the morning,、um, what could be there that you would be thankful for today? And if you're listening to this at night, what were there、um, for you to be thankful for today? Just try to ask yourself. You don't have to answer it, but I love to hear it if you can answer it here on this online platform. This was a very、uh, confusing and messy first episode of podcast. 
I don't know how you guys found it. I'm so sorry. I am such an amateur, but again, you know, I don't want to burden myself. If I when I begin to burden,、uh, when I begin to get burdens, and you know, this is not going to feel as cozy as it was today. So I still am worried that this was just a piece of mess for you guys to listen to. I have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, I'm just postponing the end of this podcast episode. Ha ha ha! Before I end, I would like to say that this podcast is about anything. It could be anything that I would like to talk about.、Um, you can ask me questions.、Um, you can tell me your stories and ask my thoughts on it. I will try my best to.、Um, Give the best thoughts I could. <laughs> well, there's no best or worst when it comes to thoughts, but yeah, it's a cozy room for conversation, good topics. So please let me know what you would like me to talk about in this podcast. I don't know how often I'm going to be posting yet. I will try to find a regular pattern as I begin to do it. So, thank you guys for listening to the very first episode on my podcast, Podcast Do, and stay grateful. Bye.